MSW Media. Big shout out today to Helix Sleep. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and use code HELIXPARTNER. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, September 29th, 2023. Today, the first Department Appellate Division of New York has denied Donald Trump's attempt to stay his business fraud civil case brought by the New York Attorney General. That has been denied and the trial will commence Monday. Special Counsel Jack Smith has filed his opposition to Trump's motion to delay the obstruction and espionage case in Florida. The state of Alabama seeks to execute an inmate with an untested nitrogen hypoxia. Elon Musk has fired half of the Twitter election integrity team. Alarmed Republicans are preparing to draft Glenn Youngkin. And the first hearing of the Joe Biden impeachment inquiry crashes and burns. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hey, Dana. Happy Friday. How are you? I'm good. Happy Friday to you. I hope you are safely in D.C. by now. Nope, nope. I travel in the morning, headed out uh, Friday. I was uh, doing and... that time change thing, like the, like with our with our travel thing. Come on. Oh, oh, but yeah. By the time listeners hear this, <laughs> I will hopefully be in safely in D.C. And I am there with vote vets to uh, lobby against the government shutdown, the the extreme MAGA government shutdown. They seriously want to just stop paying active duty service members and take assistance away from 7 million women, children, and infants. It's ridiculous. It's just... It is insane. Thank you for what you're doing. I appreciate you very, Thank you. very much. I know a lot of the vets out there do as well, and the active military for sure. Thank you. And you're doing some great stuff this weekend. I am. I'm heading to Minnesota. Headed to Minnesota. We had a, a couple of Beans listeners that I thought were going to go. One of them isn't able to, but I know that they are with us in spirits, and they're doing the, you know, they're fighting the good fight at home and doing everything... They can to save democracy and advance LGBTQ rights. So I'll be there for the weekend and then I will be back with you next week. Awesome. I look forward to it. Uh, A couple of quick hits uh, before we get to the hot notes. The New York appellate court has denied Trump's attempt to stay his fraud trial. He wanted to delay it. That begins Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Now, remember, the judge has already granted a partial summary judgment, so the jury does not have to determine whether Trump is a fraud. Uh, That has already been shown through the plentiful evidence. Uh, He's also ordered Trump's New York businesses be dissolved. So that's fun. And special counsel prosecutors have accused Donald Trump of trying to delay the classified documents case to within three months of the 2024 election in a court filing late Wednesday, suggesting his lawyers had attempted to weaponize the complex government secrecy rules under SEPA to upend the trial schedule. Andy McCabe and I will cover that on this weekend's episode of the Jack podcast. So I just wanted to get those quick stories out to you. And um, there's a couple other things that Pete and I are going to talk about on this weekend's bonus episode of Clean Up on Aisle 45 for patrons, including Donald Trump suing Christopher Steele over the P-tape. That's new. And apparently uh, Alex Jones got a good scare when his bank froze all of his uh, assets and took his account down to zero because of some unauthorized transactions. So that's fun. That's fun. (laughs) That is fun. fun I like when Alex Jones gets a good scare. (laughs) Totally. All right, uh, everybody, we have a lot of news to get to. Let's hit the hot notes. Looking for 
hot notes. First up, absolute shit show. That is how I would describe the first hearing of the Republican sham impeachment inquiry. The Republicans are simply trying to distract everyone from that government shutdown that I told you about is set to happen in a couple days here. There were uh, several great moments for Democrats, though, during that hearing. First, the Republican witness Jonathan Turley said in his opening statement that there's not enough evidence here for articles of impeachment. So that's fun. Then AOC called out the Republicans for showing a fabricated text message between Hunter Biden and his uncle, Jim Biden. That's the president's brother. What the Republicans showed on the screen was an out of context and altered message from Jim Biden to Hunter. And this is what the Republicans put up. It's just it's just Jim's response to a text from Hunter. That's all it was. And it says this can work. You need a safe harbor. I can work with your father alone. We, as usual, just need several months of this help for this to work. Let's talk about it. It makes perfect sense to me. Will you please call me on WhatsApp? We can develop a plan together. I'm going to try to call you again. Please answer. I can and I will. Crisis with Caroline. Same problem with P in the New York Post. Dealing with it as we speak. She's okay. I believe I have it under control. I'll get back to you ASAP. So the Republicans spun this as, you know, you need safe harbor. I can get your father to help. Blah, blah, like it, like some sort of you know, secret business deal or something. Um, And so that's what they had up on the screen. And then, you know, what they didn't show was the entire exchange. They didn't show what Jim Biden was responding to. But AOC had that for us. Oh, because she always has receipts. Yep. (laughs) Yep. And here's what Hunter texted to his uncle. I can work when I'm in New York City all day, every day for the next three months, but I can't pay alimony without dad or tuitions or get food or gas. Really, it's all gone. But I can make it up in 15 to 20 days, I'm sure. But he's made it clear he's not going to pay alimony because mom made it clear she won't do it. Hallie won't let me in the house or pay me back any money. Ashley moves into mom mom's house after I told dad I would move there. That night, I tell dad I wanted to stay in the area, and specifically, I want to live by you and teach my course at Penn and maybe develop another one. That's when Jim Biden responds. This can work. You need a safe harbor. I can work with your father alone. This is nothing more than a son reaching out to his uncle, a guy reaching out to his uncle to see if he can get his dad, his brother, to help him with money for a few weeks because mom says she wasn't gonna. And the Republicans would have you believe it's some kind of nefarious business deal. So thanks to AOC for pointing that out. Also, I want you to hear, this is the best thing I've heard in a long time. Oh, me too. This is Texas Democratic Representative Jasmine Crockett. I want you to hear what she had to say today because it was truly incredible. Let's listen. But when we start talking about things that look like evidence, they want to act like they blind. They don't know what this is. These are our national secrets. Looks like in the shitter to me. This looks like more evidence of our national secrets, say on a stage at Mar-a-Lago. When we're talking about somebody that's committed high crimes, it's at least indictments, let's say 32 counts related to unauthorized retention of national security secrets, seven counts related to obstructing the investigation, three false statements, one count of conspiracy to defraud the United States, falsifying business records, conspiracy to defraud the United States, two counts related to efforts to obstruct the vote certification proceedings, one count of conspiracy to violate civil rights, 23 counts related to forgery or false document statements, eight 
eight counts related to soliciting. And I could go on because he's got 91 counts pending right now. But I will tell you what the president has been guilty of. He has unfortunately been guilty of loving his child unconditionally. And that is the only evidence that they have brought forward. And honestly, I hope and pray that my parents love me half as much as he loves his child. Until they find some evidence, we need to get back to the people's work, which means keeping this government open so that people don't go hungry in the streets of the United States. And I will yield. Yep. This is a sham impeachment inquiry based on zero evidence. I love her and, so much. Yep. And the word shitter is officially on congressional records. So that's also hilarious to me. Hmm. Oh, so good. Uh, Texas, you are lucky to have that representative. Please keep reelecting her over and over and over. And AG, this one's from the Daily Beast. The company formerly known as Twitter, it's scaling back efforts to tackle misinformation, which I didn't realize it had any efforts to tackle misinformation, but apparently it's scaling those back, um, maybe because they have laid off roughly half of the team devoted to preserving election integrity. And that's according to a new report from, and this is the, the source, the information. Now, the bloodletting, which affected four Dublin-based employees, including the team's head, reportedly leaves no more than six people, six people focused on threat disruption at the company, most of them based in North America. Well, prior to Elon Musk acquiring the old Twitter, the team numbered around two dozen. Now there's six. One of the people reportedly given the pink slip was Aaron Rodericks, and he's a team co-lead who last Friday secured a temporary injunction from an Irish court preventing X from disciplining him after he liked a number of tweets critical of Musk and CEO Linda Yaccarino. Now, it comes less than a month after X pledged to expand its safety and elections teams, with Yaccarino echoing that promise in a Wednesday interview with the Financial Times. Well, the same day, however, an Australian digital research group noticed that X appeared to have removed an option that lets users in some markets even report election disinformation. They have just completely gotten rid of the function. Yep, opening it up to all sorts of disinformation from bad actors, which I think was the whole point of him buying the platform. Next up, from Robert Costa, writing for The Washington Post. Some of the biggest Republican donors in the country will converge next month at the historic Cavalier Hotel in Virginia Beach for a two-day meeting to rally behind Governor Glenn Youngkin. A closed gathering named Red Vest Retreat after the fleece that Youngkin wore during his 2021 campaign such creative minds, will begin October 17th and will be focused officially on the Republican effort to win full control of the General Assembly in Virginia's upcoming elections. But unofficially, several donors tell me, this is Robert Costa, it will be an opportunity for them to try to push, if not shove, Yunkin into the Republican presidential race. Others say they'll be busy prodding Yunkin and his allies in phone calls from afar. He appears to be leaving the door open, said Thomas Petterfee, a billionaire, who has already given millions of dollars to Yunkin's pack? And if Republicans win in Virginia, maybe we can talk him into it. He obviously wants to see what emerges and what the state of play is. The money would be there. That's what Petterfee told Costa. Drafting Yunkin as a last-minute addition to the sclerotic Republican presidential field is something that has lingered for months as a donor fantasy, a whispered "Can you imagine?" gambit, rarely meriting much discussion because there has been widespread hope that somebody, anybody, would gain traction against the former President Donald Trump. But now, fantasy talk of audacious break-the-glass moments for the anti-Trump faction has morphed into a not-so-quiet consideration. Wednesday's debate in California likely did little to calm the restlessness 
felt by plugged-in Republicans desperate for an alternative to Trump. Even as some contenders understandably boast about a bounce, dissatisfaction with the field has become a refrain that will not abate. The thirsting for Yunkin is not a well-orchestrated power play, though. It is the latest slapdash scheme in a long search for a standard bearer and a portrait of the powerlessness so many Republicans feel as Trump plows ahead, shrugging off criminal indictments and outrage over rhetoric they fear is growing dark and dangerous. After months of hearing mostly about Democratic concern about Biden's poll numbers or his age, it is evident that a Republican panic is emerging from hibernation. I encourage you all to read this whole piece. It's by Robert Costitz in The Washington Post, and it's called Alarmed Republicans Are Preparing to Draft Glenn Youngkin. Oh, goodness. All right, AG. Thank you. This is from The Post and a content warning here for the death penalty. The attorneys of an Alabama death row prisoner, they're fighting the state's efforts to execute him by an untested method that lacks sufficient safety protocols. This is from critics, and that's setting the stage for the latest legal battle over how death penalty states execute prisoners. Kenneth Eugene Smith is fighting the state attorney general's request to be killed by nitrogen hypoxia. Alabama is among three states that allow nitrogen gas for executions, though scholars say that this particular method, it has never been used for capital punishment anywhere in the world. Little about the process is known. Smith's attorneys wrote this as the state has released a protocol that, and I quote, is so heavily redacted that it's unintelligible in places. They say the state should not be allowed to schedule Smith's execution until he's exhausted his appeals. His lawyers declined to discuss the filing on record. Well, execution protocols, the list of rules that govern how an execution is carried out, they actually vary by state, execution method, and level of detail. They can include guidance ranging from the approved chemical dosage and a lethal injection to the position of closed-circuit cameras in an execution room. That's horrifying, by the way. Now, protocols can also maintain secrecy of the execution process, often forbidding disclosure of execution staff identities, their training or how lethal drugs were procured. Now, Deborah Denno, who's a law professor at Fordham University, who studies the death penalty, said it's pretty appalling, and that state would offer so little detail in its protocol. And went on to say, for a method that's never been used, it's incredibly vague. Alabama prison officials were forced into using nitrogen gas because legislators approved the method before having a protocol, Denno said, and went on to say they painted themselves into a legislative corner. The United States has had six methods of execution over the years. They've had all been bad, Denno said. But she considers the firing squad to be the most humane. Think about that. The firing squad is the most humane out of all of these. Now, the Biden administration issued a moratorium on federal executions in 2021, but states can conduct them. Now, Denno said new methods are usually determined using specious science that leads to botched killings and undue pain. And she fears a repeat of this with that nitrogen gas. The movement to use nitrogen gas in capital punishment came from what Denno said was a 14-page typo-heavy paper from about a decade ago that wasn't published in a peer-reviewed journal. What the fuck, AG? I know, I know. Oh my God, Denno said a technology consultant from California named Stuart Greek wrote in the mid-90s about the nitrogen gas idea in the conservative National Review publication. Three decades later, Alabama officials want to kill Smith with nitrogen gas. Death penalty researchers say it's especially troubling, given that the jury in Smith's 1996 appeal voted 11 to 1 in favor of sentencing him to life without parole before a judge overrode 
the recommendation and sentenced him to death. I don't even understand. But as overall use of the death penalty has declined from its peak in the late 1990s, the handful of states that use it have increasingly resorted to flawed and secretive execution protocols. And that's according to Robin Maher, who's the executive director of the nonpartisan Death Penalty Information Center. Maher said that if Alabama successfully uses nitrogen hypoxia, it could signal that other states will also try and use it. And this is a quote last to end the story. With its long record of botched executions, I can't imagine why any state would follow Alabama's example and use this untested, risky method of execution. God. Horrible. It's, I mean, inhumane isn't even a word here. It's cruel and unusual. And, and the thing that jumped out of the, off the page at me was 11 to 1, that jury said life. Yep. Not death. And the judge just shot it down. I would love to have someone research that case because that is bullshit. Yeah. And of all of the execution methods used, the experts, the expert there said that the, the, the firing squad is the most humane. I don't understand how we still have the death penalty in this country. I just don't understand. Yeah. That's beyond my, my comprehension. All right. Thanks for that story. We need the good news now more than ever. So if you have good news, please send it to us. Dailybeanspod.com. Just click on contact. And uh, we're going to read some good news submissions as soon as we take a quick break. Stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's AG. As you know, Helix Sleep has transformed my nights with the best mattress I've ever used in my entire life. It is perfect for the way I sleep, and it feels like it was made just for me, because it was. Just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life, and you'll get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. Everyone has a different way of sleeping. Helix knows that. They offer a variety of mattress models tailored for specific sleep positions and preferences. They have 20 unique mattresses in their lineup, including the award-winning Lux Collection and the brand new Elite Collection, which you have to check out. They have mattresses for everyone, including uh, options for big and tall sleepers and even ones for little kids. It's incredible how many different mattresses they have. And the key to finding your perfect fit is the Helix Sleep Quiz. It's an easy way to find the perfect mattress that's designed to complement your body and your sleep style. And once you place your order, it'll be delivered right to your doorstep at no extra cost. I was matched, as you know, with the Helix Midnight because I like a medium firm mattress and I sleep on my side. Simply put, this mattress has changed my life. I'm never going back to any other mattress brand. Helix also offers a 100-night in-home trial and a solid 10 or 15-year warranty. Sleep on it, dream on it, decide on it. You will not regret it. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and use code HELIXPARTNER. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, you want to just send us a note and say hi. If you want to give a shout out to a loved one, if you want to play What the Mutt or Find the Cat or What the Hequine, where I guess what kind of horse you have. Uh, if you want to give a shout out to a small business in your area or your business or a shout out to yourself, I want to hear your humble brags. Let us know what you're doing and what's going on in your life. Uh, photos of your kids, photos of frog orgies, baby pictures, 
pod pet tax and maybe adoptable pets in your area if you don't have a pet to share with us, anything you want to send us at all, you can do it at dailybeanspod.com. Just click on contact and fill out the form. First up from Joan Griffin, pronouns she and her. I am a longtime listener of Daily Beans, Clean Up on Aisle 45, and Jack. Listening to you is the first thing I do upon waking every morning. Shout out to myself. This is my 70th year on planet Earth. I am realizing a lifelong dream. On Thursday, September 28th, my debut adventure memoir, Force of Nature, Three Women Tackle the John Muir Trail, is being published by Black Rose Writing. This is so cool. Congratulations. I know. I can now call myself a published author. It is a story of three strong women, all in our 50s, backpacking the 200-mile trail through the heart of California's Sierra Nevada, meeting challenges and savoring the immense natural beauty of the wilderness as a team. My pet tax. I live in an apartment, so I have no pets of my own, so I borrowed one from a dear friend. Her dog, Chloe, is an eager and indefatigable hiking partner here in our corner of the Sierra. Thank you, ladies, for all you do. My days are better for listening to your optimism. Hey, man, 50 cent words from Joan. Thank you so much. (laughs) Also, this is awesome. This book is going to be incredible. Um, It's Force of Nature, it's called. Look at these photos. Fantastic. Congratulations. There's the doggo. What a cool thing, man. 200 mile trail in your 50s. I agree. High five. Awesome indeed. All right. This is from Scott Roberts, pronouncing him. Hey, AG and Dana. Thanks for encouraging us to give a shout out to ourselves in recent episodes. It's given me the courage to tell you about something I'm really proud of. On October 7th, my feature film, Letters Home, a movie literally 25 years in the making, will finally finally have its world premiere at the Tallgrass Film Festival in Wichita, Kansas. Scott, congratulations. Now, what's more, it's showing in a 100-year-old movie palace called the Euphorium, which has 1,200 freaking seats. To say that this gives me all the feels would be an understatement of this century. Originally filmed in the summer of 1998, our little film quickly faced the dramas that befall almost every low-budget movie. Against all odds, we got that last shot in the can. But our tiny budget was sacrificed in the process. Absolutely nothing was left for post-production. Letters home, deemed dead for good. The film negatives, they sat on a shelf for over 20 years until, in turn of good fortune, I finally managed to raise completion funds. Then off the shelf it came. After months of post-production hustle, Letters Home was finally complete only a few short months ago. And now Tallgrass, recently named one of the top 25 coolest film festivals in the world, has taken a chance on us. Hopefully the first of many. I'd be so thrilled if you shared the success with the Beans listeners. But I'd be even more thrilled if anyone in Wichita came out on October 7th. October 7th, everyone, to celebrate with us. Big hugs promised to anyone who does, that's for sure. There's going to be a link in the show notes for anyone who's in Wichita, Kansas, so they know how to get to this film festival to support Letters Home. Thanks, ladies. Keep fighting the good fight. Love you. And Scott Roberts, congratulations, sir. Amazing. Now we've got a published author and a filmmaker. So we got a book and a movie. What's next from Esteban? No pronouns given here, but he says, what's up, Beans Queens? I'm a U.S. citizen. After 29 years of living in this country, I took my oath this morning, along with 800 other candidates. It felt amazing. And we also got to register to vote as soon as the ceremony finished. I can't wait to vote and do my part in all future elections. The two of you inspire me on what a model citizen looks like. Fight the good fight, chicas. Thank you, Esteban. Esteban, I know. Now we've okay, a book and a movie and a citizen. This is so fucking cool. What a great good news day. What do we have next? I'm sorry. All right. 
like you ready here we I'm go so excited yes okay this is rachel pronoun she and her i'd like to give a shout out to myself i'm celebrating two exciting milestones this month i had my last treatment after an 18 month adventure with breast cancer last treatment rachel congratulations i'm grateful that my cancer was detected early ladies check your boobs and was very treatable I had an excellent healthcare team and the most supportive family, friends, and coworkers. Also, side note, Mem, check your boobs too. Just want to say that. My other good news is that I will be completing my master's degree this fall. I had to take some time off from my program during my hardcore chemo treatment, but I was able to start back again last fall, and I'm excited to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'll be receiving my MBA with a concentration in healthcare management. Finally, I want to share one of my favorite pictures of my oldest son from when he was just a few hours old, because I think you'll agree the amount of chubby cuteness is ridiculous. He did eventually grow into those cheeks. He turned 18 this year and immediately registered to vote. Thank you for all you do. You make my commute to work every morning enjoyable and informative and look at those oh. cheeks oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god those are i i'm not sure i've ever seen baby's cheeks those perfect and plump and perfect and big they're adorable oh my gosh all right amazing done with chemo congratulations all right next up from max pronouns he and him hello beantastic queens of the leguminati this submission is in response to dr m the mother of a school kid from the pop champagne episode. Thank you so much for what you wrote and thanks to the beans for bringing it. You put into words so eloquently many of the feelings that I too deal with in parenting and just existing in these tumultuous and often trying times. We stride. And what really touched my heart was the thought that surely there are many who feel and act this way. That also provides me with a real sense of hope. That comes from actions and not hopium, which is based on wishful thinking. I've included pictures of my kids, who are now 7th and 5th grade, respectively. My oldest, as a dirt road ballerina, has just tried on a tutu for the first time and couldn't think of a more wonderful place to take this outfit than the woods near our home in the outskirts of Berlin, Germany. My youngest walking to school in first grade together with my dad. What a blissful memory. And finally, a recent picture of both kids one morning when we discovered a spider having what must have been described as a very rich breakfast. Nope. The really fuck the really fucking awesome thing about this podcast <laughs> is its ability to embrace all the feelings that come with following the news. Anxiety, righteous anger, sorrow, but also joy and celebration of justice and accomplishments. And I'm gonna stop now, but being touched by something in this way feels truly enriching. Stay safe, everyone, and keep on keeping on. Oh, what a beautiful submission, Max. Look at this beautiful girl. Gorgeous. I'm just going to fly by the next picture because that's a big fucking spider. Got a giant meal. Yeah, for reals. Very cool. Oh, goodness. All right. More good news coming. This is from Kate, pronouns she and her. My dear beans queens, in my 30s, I thought my happiness depended on getting married and having children. I grew increasingly depressed as I was unlucky in love and watching all of my friends getting married and having kids. Turns out life happens exactly the way it's supposed to, because today I stand here unable to imagine myself more happy or more blessed. I do not have one kid. I have over 50 kids whom I have a privilege of loving and raising until they get annoyed. Then I send them home to their parents, which is even better. I'm the girls basketball coach on the west side of Kauai. Note, and I hope I'm going to say this right, AG, and correct me if anyone knows, is it a, a Howley girl? You got it. A Howley girl. Loved and accepted as part of their 
Ohana, which is family, an honor I cannot put into words. I'm also a nursing professor, shaping, supporting, and loving the next generation of Hawaiian nurses. And if that wasn't blessed enough, I am the Kauai Girl Scout Health Fair Coordinator. Jesus, you're busy and well done. Uh, Teaching not only physical health education to our Girl Scout troops all around the island, but also important mental health and puberty education in a safe space. And the cherry on the ice cream Sunday I call life the Hawaiian weather. I can surf without a wetsuit 365 days a year. I'm so blessed. There's nothing more I could ever want, except for maybe the fascist orange devil to disappear. So to those of you out there struggling to find happiness because life hasn't turned out the way you thought it would or the way society has told you it should, hold on. Perhaps you're just stuck in the rain showers that must exist to find your rainbow and that pot of gold. I don't know why that got me, but that got me. Um, Mahalo for being there for us every day, my queens. You are loved and appreciated. My goodness. Now, there's a lot of pictures that we're going to describe to you, but um, just, you know, to keep the, the 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 school that they're at and the kiddos safe, we won't have them in the Patreon uh, and notes this time, but I just want to give you an idea of what we're seeing. These are pictures of a bunch of other kids. She coaches, as we know. We just talked about this. Kate coaches. So there's a, a gorgeous picture of the girls she coaches, and it looks like a bunch of the nursing students that are absolutely gorgeous. And um, we have, looks like, the basketball team. And so all of these children are absolutely beautiful. They're smiling faces. And clearly, Kate, they just enjoy working with you every day. And you bring out something incredibly special in them. So thank you for sharing those photos with us. Yeah. And man, I wish I had phys ed on Kauai. Like that would be the best place to to have physical education. It is such a fun, amazing island. There's so many incredible things to do. It's like, it's like the, it's like the sports. It's like the extreme cool. Like, do you want to go take, you know, like zip lining or like hiking up to the, I absolutely love it. They're take, taking it. I took the tube, like the inner tubes down the um, aqueducts before. I just absolutely so many amazing things to do on Kobai. Thank you for this submission. And I love that whole idea that, you know, life doesn't necessarily go the way you think it's going to go or the way society wants it to go for you. But, you know, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I love my life and where I'm at and my chosen family and the people around me. So good on you, Kate. Well, absolutely wonderful submission. And thanks to everybody. We have a new book. We have a new movie at a film festival. We've got cancer survivors. We've got new citizens. This is just it. We got teachers. I can't go over the 900 things Kate does in her spare time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have a I love it. Woman. I know. And you never know. Love might be right around the Absolutely. corner. I'm not saying you're looking for it, but um, yeah, you do good work in the world. Any woman would be lucky to share time with someone like that. That is for sure. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for sending in your good news. If you have any good news you want to send in to us, you can do it by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. Anything you want to send us at all, please feel free. Um, we're going to have, let's see, I don't know that we're going to have the the weekly wrap up for patrons for the beans. I'm going to do my best, but I might be you know, in Congress, yelling at Republicans. You know, fighting for our military to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I will do my best. Uh, We are going to have a cleanup bonus for patrons this weekend. Of course, we'll have the Jack episode for you on Sunday. 
And uh, are I can't remember, Dana. Are you traveling? I think you're traveling Sunday, so I think I'm I'm just going to be going solo on on Monday's beans. Is that right? I think I'm going to be back in time, but we'll we'll definitely talk about it. unless something weird happens with the flight. I should actually. I think I'm back in time. I'm not sure. I have to look at my flight. <laughs> Gotta get back in time. All right. Well, hey, hopefully it'll be both of us in your ears next Monday. Until then, everybody, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. And take everyone you know with you. I've been AG. And I have been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for the Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing in the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch you will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th, or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.